Happy Tuesday to you, everybody. Hope you're having a great day. This is Bob Bro. Welcome to the Best Old Time Radio Podcast for Tuesday, February the 9th, 2021. And on Tuesdays, of course, we play an old-time radio drama. And we've got a good one today. I, I really do think you're going to enjoy this. We're going to play a presentation from the NBC University Theater. And what this uh, show did is they took literature, literature of the day and also classic literature, and they did radio plays from them. And what we're going to listen to today is a production that was first broadcast on NBC on February the 5th, 1950. It's entitled Track of the Cat. And it was based on a 1949 novel by Walter Van Tilburg Clark, who lived in Nevada and is uh, considered a favorite son of Nevada. He was an educator and he was also an author. He wrote both short stories and novels. Perhaps his most famous novel is The Oxbow Incident that was written in 1940. But Track of the Cat that was written in 49 is also one that he is well known for. And it was made into a major motion picture with Robert Mitchum. According to uh, the New Yorker magazine, in their review, it said, Mr. Clark knows his Nevada. The Oxbow incident proved it, and he knows also how to tell a good hunting story. And the New York Times had this to say about the novel. It said, this is the real beauty of Walter Clark's masterful prose its wonderful capacity to evoke from the homeliest circumstances the quality of grief and loneliness that exists deep in or under every human effort. The San Francisco Chronicle said, the reason why The Track of the Cat is a novel of the first rank is that its author says something of universal significance. The panther has always been there since the beginning of man's existence in the world. It will always be there, looming over man, and always to be hunted, though never killed. So anyway, I think you'll enjoy this. We'll talk a little bit about the cast on the other side. So now you get over there in that easy chair, get your feet up, maybe a little refreshment. Let the cares of the day drift away, because we're coming at you right now with NBC University Theater's production of Track of the Cat. This is the NBC Theater. From the NBC Theater in Hollywood, a radio first, an hour-length dramatization of Walter Van Tilburg Clark's newest novel, The Track of the Cat, a story of a Nevada family of half a century ago, and of the tracking of a mountain lion in which the pursuer becomes the pursued. The Track of the Cat has been received as a notable successor to the author's earlier work, The Oxbow Incident. We bring it to you today in a dramatic version by George Lefferts of NBC. And at intermission, a transcribed commentary on the writings of Walter Van Tilburg Clark by Bruce Bliven, editorial director of The New Republic. Here then, The Track of the Cat. What is it? Did you hear that? What? Listen. When the wind shifts. Something's at the cattle. You better wake Kurt. Yeah. Kurt. Kurt. Look out for a fist in the mouth. Kurt's nasty this early. Kurt, wake up. Mm. Yeah. Wake up. Uh, Something's at the cattle. Please sake you. Have to wake me every time you have a bad dream. It's no dream, Kurt. Look, I need sleep. Two on a whole hand. Listen, Kurt, when the wind shifts. Hey, hey that's a painter. How long's that been going on? Oh, we just woke up. Been doing what? Well, we thought it, the uh, heck you did ever. Come on, get some clothes on. You think that cattle wait on us forever? I must have heard it in my sleep. Because I had a dream. Dream that old Joe Sam's big black ghost panther had come down on the range. Joe Sam's been having one of his spells lately, too. He's scared to death because he ain't made bad medicine against the black painter. 
listen to that fool engine much more, you'll be seeing spooks under the bed. In my dream, it seemed we like... We raise cattle, not dreams. We'll kill whatever kills cattle. Come on, get dressed. Hal, go out to the bunkhouse here. Wake up that engine. Tell him to soap the horse's hooves. Plenty of snow out. My horse, black one, and Art's mare. How about me? I'm taking Art. After all, might turn out to be old Joe Sam's ghost cat, and Art can dream it away from me. Why not take the engine? Oh, why not? First of all, he's so old he can hardly see. Second, he's drunk most of the time. Third, he'd be for the cat. Now, come on, come on. get moving. Kurt! Arthur! Oh, he woke the old lady upstairs. Now we'll never get out of here. What's going on down there? Something's at the stock, Ma. I heard him. Hart and me are going up the canyon. I'll make some coffee. No, no, don't bother coming down, Ma. Don't give me orders. Sit down, you two. Where's Hal? Well, he went out of the bunkhouse, Ma, to wake Joe Sam. Ma, there ain't time. The cat's to... waited this long. It'll wait for some coffee. Ma's right. It won't leave its kill for a while. <laughs> I was no doubt you're a priest at heart, but I didn't figure you for a prophet. Don't blaspheme. No priest here has been dreaming about phantom cats. I had a few dreams myself, and they didn't leave me in the mood for jokes. <laughs> Seems like the house was crawling with dreams tonight. Yeah, I'll bet Hal had a few good ones. Well, if I had a pretty gal like Gwen Williams visiting me, you Watch your I'd mouth. Uh, what'd I say to make you go jumping on me? Ain't like Hal never heard of such things. Or Gwen either. I got a notion just looking at the way she walks and moves around. I told you to watch your mouth. Now, Ma. Did you hear me, Curtis? Look, I'm no kid. I'm 37 years old. Arthur, here's 40. No man for Pete's sake's over 70. You treat the whole bunch of us like we was kids. Can't even tell a little joke. Don't shout. My hearing's good as ever. Do you want Gwen Williams to hear the names you're calling her? Oh, murder. What'd I call her? You tell me one thing. Art, Art, did you hear me call her? Well, it don't take any fancy guessing to find your meaning, Kurt. All right, and now. For that, my dear brother, you know as well as I do what Ma thinks of her and of Hal wanting to marry her. I think what I think. And I keep it to myself until there's some use to say it. If you're in such a tearing hurry to get out of here, you better go out and help with the horses. That Indian was at your father's bottle last night. Yeah, might as well. There's no sense staying in here with a whole pack of you against me. Maybe Hal better go, Arthur. Kurt set himself against you this morning. Oh, I can handle Kurt. And Hal can't very well go with his girl visiting us. You'll have time enough for his little... for her later. They could take the Indian. Joe Sam is having one of his spells, Ma drunk. Well, if he drinks, he's got cause. Him and his heathen statues and his medicine. Oh, those are just, just symbols, Ma. You see, when we talk about, uh, about fate or, or God, well, we use words. Joe Sam uses a sign or, or a carving. Or... Sometimes I think you're just as bad. I wish I was as good. I warned your father. But no, no, he had to get us a hired hand for nothing but his keep. Hired hand. We'll be lucky if he don't cut our throats some night. Well, if Joe Sam's going to cut our throats, my, he's been planning it pretty careful. After all, he's been with us for 18 years. Uh, eat your breakfast. Sounds like your sister and Gwen will be down soon. Yeah, Dad's awake, too. He was up when I come down. He's been fixing himself in front of the mirror. Well, having Gwen to visit cheers him a lot. Uh, don't it? Morning, Arthur. Morning, my dear. Uh, girls come down yet? They're dressing. Be down any minute. Well, then I'd better shave up here. Uh, would you bring my things up, Letty? Letty! I heard you. I see no, no reason to change your regular ways. Gwen Williams has seen a man shave before, so they say. Well, as if it weren't enough to be roused at this uncivilized hour. Now a man must shave even a flock of females. Well, now, who are we this morning? John McKay seeing Paris or Leland Stanford on a private train? No law says that you got to shave at all. It seems to me... I'll bring your things up, Dad. Well, thank you, Arthur, son. It's gratifying to receive some consideration in one's own home. Desolate and uncivilized, though it may be. And through no choice of my own, I might add. Hurting himself for her. And him, 71, last summer. There's no call for you to wait on him, Arthur. Oh, I don't mind. I'll be down in a minute, Ma. Arthur. Yeah, Ma? Here. 
take him this towel. Yes, ma'am. Ladies certainly take their time getting to the table. Well, I suppose they're hungry for women's talk. Now, Grace doesn't see anybody from one winter to the next out in this wilderness. And, Letty. Yes? Uh, more coffee, please. On the stove. For one who pretends to be a wife and a housekeeper... Oh, I'll get it, Dad. That's not the point. This life, which your mother seems so to resent, is not my choosing. It was hers. I wanted to remain in Virginia City. Don't you come playing any of your Bonanza Kings on me this morning, Harold. As normal head of this. Don't I tell you? Here's your coffee, Dad. And never mind the coffee, son. I would like my bottle and my glass, if you please. Give him his bottle. Here, Dad. Thank you, son. Yeah. To better days. Those horses sure spooked up this morning. Horses is quick to sense things. The storm's letting up. If we're out of here soon, there's a chance we'll catch the cat at his feet. What makes you think it's a cat? One of them painters has been killing cattle in this section for months. Besides, old Joe Sam is sure as a black ghost come to get us all. And Arthur here believes him. Could be a bear. Ah, It's a cat. I'll have his hide on the wall by tonight. Not in this house. They stink. Well, they're good luck, Ma. And I'll take less luck and less stink. <laughs> well, well, well. Sleeping beauty is awake. Morning, Mom, Dad. Arthur. Morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, 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 sit here, Gwen, my dear. You're looking radiant this morning. Sleep well. Very well. Thank you. You must have pretty near too good a conscience sleep through the racket we've been making. A pity Arthur and me has a call to make. A call? Oh, well, well, we're calling on old friend of Arthur's. Black painter. He's spooking our cattle up there in the canyon. A black panther? Oh, it's only a foolish joke. When they was boys, that fool Indian used to frighten them half to death with stories about a black ghost panther, big as a horse, who comes to the range every winter for a reckoning. And only Arthur here believes in it. Uh, you'll have to excuse Arthur, Gwen. He's a dreamer. He will work on him. Tell you some of his dreams when we get back. <laughs> you take me, huh? I'm more practical. I don't waste time dreaming when I'm alone with a pretty gal. Arthur, you're not going, are you? Oh, here we go again. Yes, Grace's darling brother, Arthur, is going. Does it take two men to shoot a panther? Anybody'd think he was your lover, instead of your brother. Stop it, Kurt. You make me sick. Archie don't have to go. Don't get worked up, Grace. Well, why does Arthur always let him make him go? That's all he does it for. Don't you know that? It's all right, Grace. Let him do his own foolish showing off. I'll bring your darling Arthur home safe. If it was just you, I wish it was Joe Sam's Black Panther. You and your cheap, steering, self-important... Grace. A cheap, dirty mouth bully. Arthur always has to take the worst of it. Grace. <laughs> I'll, I'll go after her. You needn't go. She'll be all right. She's a high-strung girl, Grace. All this excitement. Come on, Kurt. Joe Sam is outside with the horses. Let him wait. Well, he's only got that thin shirt. Any time you catch Kurt Bridges rushing for some stinking old engine. Here's your Winchester, Kurt. Let's go. Oh, ain't you taking a rifle? One rifle can kill a cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I plumb forgot, old priest. You don't believe in killing wild critters, do you? Let's go, Kurt. You've had your joke. Yeah, all right. All right, priest. So you going to wear that leather monk's jacket? Well, it's better protection against the snow than your red mag. You know, I, I know that. I was figuring on wearing it in case I had some tracking. To... Well, I'll change with you if you do. Oh, stop arguing and get. Yeah, come on, then. I bet you find a bourbon. It's a black one, Pom. Just get him, whatever the color is. Well, goodbye. Good luck. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Stopped. We'll get more. Hey, look at that fool Indian spooking them horses. Uh, they smell the cat. Uh, more likely to smell Joe Sam. Come on, get out of the way, you old fool. Look, 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 look out, you hurt him. You, you all right, Joe Sam? All right. Kurt didn't mean to throw you down like that. Not hurt. Uh, come on. I'll go into the house and warm hey, up, wait, Joe Sam. You know Ma don't want him in the house. It's all right, Joe Sam. Tell him I said it's all right. You 
hunt painter? Yeah, that's right. Make strong medicine. Kurt has plenty strong medicine, Josiah. Thirty caliber. Now, you go on inside. We'll see you later. Good luck, hunt. You take care, Arthur. He will. Come on, girl, Jim. Get up. Come on, come on. Get up. Get up. What is it, Bert? Listen. Listen. Hey. See, that's coming from the box canyon over there. Uh, the cattle sound for plenty scared. Yeah, that cat must be in there with him. Sure sounds that way. Now, come on. Well, you'll scare him out if you ride in. The canyon's a regular box. There's only one entrance, and the walls are plenty steep. But not too steep for a cat to climb. If he does, he can't help giving me a clear shot at him. And... This is that ghost cat of Joe Sam's, in which case a gun won't do much good anyway. You know, Kurt, for all your joshing, I think you half believe in that ghost cat anyway. Ah, <laughs> this is the old priest. Come on, Ed. Come on. Come on. Uh, the horses smell the cat. They won't go in that canyon. Can tuck go if I have to tear the mouth off them going, get in there. Come on, get in there. Get in there. Kill you. Come on. Come on. Steers laying dead. That bull I was counting on for the Hereford strain. Man, he's hurt bad. That cat must be a devil or, or crazy, killing for fun. Well, that bull is finished. Oh, man, look how his shoulder's torn open. It's a bull cat to break a bunch of cattle and run three of them. Now, he's bull, but he ain't no devil. You see them tracks? Yeah, biggest painter tracks I ever saw, yeah, Kurt. Yeah, 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 but there's blood in them. The bull must have put up a real fight. If only he ain't Kurt. going up over there. Kurt! Well, look. Over there. See that little bunch of cattle yeah. facing the clump of willows? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They're facing right upwind instead of away from it. The cat must still be back in those willows. Give me my gun. What are you going to do? I'm going in and get him. Kurt, you're crazy. You'll scare him up over the canyon rim. Now, why don't you wait him out? Is he a friend of yours, mister? Don't be a fool. Look, you wait out here with the horses and stay awake. I don't aim to wake, walk home. Well, suppose that cat ain't in there. Then I'll track him till I get him. But he might be hiding in one of the ledges over Them us. Them cattle wouldn't be standing that way. Well, they would if his smell was still in the willows. He might have doubled back downwind. I ain't gonna stand here and hear your crazy nonsense. Now, hold them horses. I told Ma we'd be back before supper. All right, Kurt. Have it your way. I aim to. Quiet, boy, Quiet. Hold still, boy. Kurt will be back in a while. You two girls. Easy now. Easy. Here. here what is it? You, you don't see something, do you? Oh. What is it, girl? What do you sense? Where? Where is it? Is it up on the... Oh, no. No. Look out. Kurt! Kurt! Letty, for heaven's sake, take your death standing in that window. You've been there all day. It'll be getting dark soon. Yeah. Yeah, you'd best fix supper. I'll fix a plate for Joe, Sam. Take it out to him. I don't think he'll eat. He's out in the bunkhouse in some kind of spell. I've never seen him looking so bad. That's because Kurt bullied him this morning. Ah, don't be a fool, Grace. Well, you think just because he's an Indian he doesn't have the same feelings as you and me? How do you think he felt when he came in this morning to get warm? Ma told him to get out and build a fire in the bunkhouse. Kurt and I don't take kindly to Indians in the house. And if Arthur hadn't filled your head with notions about him... Maddie, it's four o'clock. Almost dark. Yeah. I, I believe I'll sit and read my Bible a while. Mm. 
What do you suppose them two fools are doing out there all this time? I'm sure I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's starting to snow again. Where's your gal, Hal? She's in her room, Pa. Oh. Well, get my bottle, would you, son? Here. Yeah. Kurt must have found a trail. You and Arthur are probably tracking that cat. They'll be all right. Letty, you dropped your Bible. I heard something. Nothing. I tell you, I heard something. I'll look. No, I will. No, Ma, please. Let me buy. No, Ma. I said, let me buy. Ma! Do you see anything, Letty? <coughs> Ma! What is it, Hal? Well, oh, there's a horse out there. Looks like Kentucky. Can barely see it in the snow. Oh, there's something. Uh, somebody tied across its back. Stay here with Ma. I'll find out. I'm going. Have it your own way. That's Kurt's red knocking off. Kurt! Don't go any closer. It isn't Arthur, it's Kurt. Stay back till I catch that horse. It isn't Arthur. Is that anything to celebrate? Get back. Here comes Ma. Help. Ma, you'll freeze. It isn't Arthur, Ma. Stop that. It's Kurt's red Mackinac. Come here, boy. Come here. Come on, quiet down. Quiet. It's Arthur. No. Oh, God, no. He and Kurt must have changed coats. No. Stop it, you little fool. You think you can make him hear you by screaming? Get up. Get up. Has everybody lost his wits? Grace, get back into the house. Hell, unsaddle the horse and turn him in. You and Joe Sam bring Arthur into the house. I'll fix a bed in the north room. He's dead, Ma. No call for him to be uncomfortable. Ma, I said he's dead. He'll fix him some hot tea. Bandage that shoulder. Ma, can't you hear me? He's dead. Dead, dead! <laughs> told me I'd find you out next to the bunkhouse. You... You building a coffin? You aren't dressed very warm. We've had so little time to talk to each other alone. I thought I'd come out if you didn't mind. You know I don't. Hell, what was it killed, Arthur? Oh, panther, I reckon. Why do you suppose Kurt took his coat? It's a lot warmer. Kurt's probably tracking the cat. He wouldn't stay out out overnight, would he? Kurt? Stay out all year if he was hunting something. There's something about Kurt that kind of frightens me. Yeah, he's got a good deal of bitterness in him. But he runs the ranch proper. How's Grace? Pretty broken up. Arthur was always her favorite. It's your mom worried about. Why? She don't cry. Ma's a strong one. She doesn't like me, does she, Hal? Well, who said she doesn't? Oh, I can tell. Oh, it's in your mind. Is it because... Because she thinks I'll take you away from her. Now, what kind of nonsense is that? I always wondered why you Bridges lived so all alone and kept to yourself so much. Arthur and Grace and Kurt never marry any. Well, I reckon Ma wanted it that way. Now, Pa, he was a real gad about in Virginia City. Always spending free and easy. But Ma, I think she got him to take the ranch because she wanted him alone. Away from temptation. I hope she'll get to like me, Hal. Come here. Hal. Come here, woman. Hal, not out in broad daylight. Hal, you... Oh, Hal. Hal, darling. Say it again. I like it when you say it that way. finished. That's surprising. What do you mean, Ma? You ought to be ashamed. You and that little hussy. Pick your words a little better, Ma. You done the picking for me, I'd say. Explain yourself. I saw you just now from the window. Ma. Playing with that dirty little foreign mucker's brat right out in plain sight. And your own dead brother laying here not yet cold. Ma, please. I've never been one to mince words when they tell the truth. Hussy, I called her. And hussy she is. 
I'm saying what has to be said. Get it all said then and get it said quick. When it wasn't you she was flirting with, it was Kurt. Kurt, that's a lie. Well, she won't spend another minute under this roof. Ma, she can't leave in this She'll storm. She'll get her things and move out to the bunkhouse till the baron's done. I'll take her home today. The grave ain't dug. Kurt can dig it when he comes back. All right, then. Take your little missy. Ma, stop it. So that's what's been going on in that righteous mind of yours all this time. Now you know. Ma, you're making a nasty, filthy lie out of nothing. It's you that's shaming Arthur, not Gwen. Don't shout, Grace. Well, what'd she do anyway? Tell me. You. Who's always talking as if you're God around here. Don't blaspheme, girl. Blaspheme? Me blaspheme? Let it go, Grace. No. No, I need to say this. I've needed to for years. We all need it. Even this house needs it. Because it's rotten. With lies and greed and... Bad dreams. Arthur knew it. He was too kind-hearted to say. He always forgave. Made a little joke. But you... You and your God didn't hear the jokes. And Kurt and Pa... They don't even have a God. Only money. Self-importance and money, money, money. They found out there isn't any use for money out here. Yes, so Pa's always drunk. Pretending he's not here. Kurt, he wants to hurt and destroy everything. He even wanted to destroy Arthur. That's why he took him out hunting. He wanted to rob him like he's been doing for years. Yes, and you. And with your blessing and Pa's too. Grace, don't please. You've robbed us. You and Kurt. One by one. Arthur of his life. Me. Whatever happiness I ever could have had as a woman. Now you're trying to take hell. Grace, Grace. Let her talk as long as nobody said it. You could go on pretending we were just like any other respectable family. Well, now I've said it. What does it matter now? Arthur's dead. Kurt killed him. Sure as if he'd shot him. He's dancing for joy out there. He was afraid of Arthur. Arthur was all that kept him from running the ranch his own ugly way. Oh, now he has what he wants. You think, oh, Hal, I'll ever get his share? You think, Pa, and you will ever have a word to say? Kurt's king now. All with the blessings of your wicked, selfish, ugly God. What in tarnation's going on up here? I just saw Gwen run out in the storm with a suitcase. Oh, she must have heard us. Go after her, Hal. Take her to the bunkhouse. I'm going. But I'll be back to settle this. What's all the shouting up here? I heard you plumb down in the kitchen. Well, are you deaf? What's the racket? Ask Ma. Your daughter was screaming blasphemous nonsense. That isn't what made Gwen run out. Huh? What's it? Ask the eye of God here. She saw it. Saw what? You, talk. Awful, terrible things. Yeah, what did you see, Letty? Those two. Who? That little easy woman. And your son. Easy woman? She means Gwen. Oh, well, make her tell you what she saw instead of just calling names. And what'd you see, Letty? Go on, make her tell you. Well? They was acting up by the bunkhouse in broad daylight with Arthur not in his grave yet. That's the kind of woman your son wants to marry. She's lying, Pa. Can't you see she's lying? Acting up like what, Ma? Come on now, Letty, talk up. I won't stand for no more of this lying. She was kissing him the way no decent woman... Kissing him? <laughs> Kissing him? <laughs> yeah. Kissing him. Yeah, and for that, she called her a hussy. Well? Well, now, Letty, there's all kinds. Some's honest, some's got religion. Remember, you got a good enough price yourself, old woman. And best of them would have settled with me for some clothes and a carriage. And what did you charge me, huh, old woman? Harold? What did you charge? I'll tell you. My life. My whole miserable life. Get out of here, And what did I get in payment, huh? A clothespin. That's what you are. Enormous human clothespin. I gotta keep drinking all the time to forget that enormous human clothespin. Oh, that's what I've been meant to you. A lifetime of saving and looking out for you and bearing youngins. That's all. A big, enormous human clothespin. Now, get out yourself. Go away and leave me alone with my boy. Leave me alone, I said. Come on, Ma. 
I don't understand. Come on, it's all been said. Everything's been said now. But nobody ever... Come on, Ma. Well, here's to you, Arthur. Darn clock. Darn stinking ornery clock. Always ticking, 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 ticking. From Hollywood, the NBC Theater is bringing you a dramatization of The Track of the Cat by Walter Van Tilburg Clark. If you're interested in supplementing your enjoyment of these NBC Theater productions with home study under college supervision, be sure to listen to the announcement at the close of this program. And now, our intermission commentator, Mr. Bruce Bliven. Ten years ago, an unknown writer, Walter Van Tilburg Clark, leaped into sudden fame with a first novel, The Oxbow Incident, praised by the critics as a masterpiece, and later made into an exceptionally fine motion picture. Then in 1949 came his new book, The Track of the Cat, whose dramatization you were hearing, and he again set the critics singing his praises. At first glance, you might be puzzled to see what all the fuss is about. The Oxbow Incident was a violent story of frontier Nevada shortly after the Civil War. Three men, unjustly accused of stealing cattle and of murder, are hanged by a group of vigilantes who won't wait for them to prove their innocence. The track of the cat, as you know, is a story of a snowbound family, also in wild country in Nevada, and how its three sons go out successively to try to shoot the gigantic Black Panther. But Walter Clark's novels are very far from being mere Western stories of adventure. They are full and deep studies of human personality and conflict, the highest theme any writer can pursue. In the Oxbow Incident, it is not the wild Western scenes that are important, but the secret springs of human motivation which caused the leaders of the vigilantes, each for his own reasons, to burn with a lust to kill. The Track of the Cat is not a hunting story. It is a story of a family whose members are utterly unlike and of the sharp conflicts which send the sons out into the snow to track the Black Panther. It is not man against nature that is at the heart of either of these books. It is man against man, and even more important, man against himself. Some critics have found in The Track of the Cat an allegory in which the Black Panther symbolizes evil. You can read it on that level if you like, but for my part, I prefer to read him just for the knowledge of human nature he displays. Clark possesses the new psychological insights which have been developed in recent years, but he does not, like some other novelists, permit these insights to make him forget his role as a storyteller. Critics have often wondered what would happen when creative writers had mastered the new wisdom which has been coming out of the psychologists' laboratories, wisdom which invalidates so many of the assumptions of second-rate writers of the past, even while it leaves the towering geniuses untouched. Books like The Track of the Cat are part of the answer to these critics, and in that sense, Walter Clark is the man of the future. Even while, in his ability to tell a rattling good story, he is also linked with all the great storytellers of the past. Thank you, Mr. Blippin. Our radio version of The Track of the Cat will continue from Hollywood after a brief pause for station identification. Nothing the same around here when Kurt is gone. 
Everything's gonna be all right when Kurt gets back. Everything be just like it used to be. Kurt! Kurt, that you? It's me, Paul. Hell. Oh. Well, maybe it was Kurt. Place don't run right without Kurt. Where's Ma? <laughs> In her room. Praying. There's some nonsense. I'm going up uh, for a minute. Uh, where's your pretty little gal? She's in the bunkhouse. We're leaving soon. Not too bad. Prettiest little gal I've seen in years. It's too bad your mother don't think highly of her. He's spilling your drink, Paul. Huh? Oh, thank you, son. Seems like everything's coming apart. Why don't Kurt come home? Ma? Well? We're going now. Going where? To Gwen's folks. The coffin's done. Me and Joe Sam dug the grave. I'll be back tomorrow if I can make it. You'll be back? Only for the funeral. Oh. Then you're going. I'm going. You don't have to go now. We can't stay here, that's sure. You can't go today. It's snowing. We don't have any choice. Wait till morning. In the bunkhouse? He'd leave us with Kurt still out and Arthur not buried. Is there any choice? No, I guess not. Seems like I'm always the one that's wrong. Been half out of my mind all day. Thinking maybe something's happened to Kurt, too. Maybe I spoke too quick about Gwen. Maybe. I don't guess it matters much what I say now. Bring her down to the house, if and that's what she wants. That ain't what she wants, Ma. What is it? You'd have to beg her pardon. Even then, I don't know. You'd have to mean it, Ma. With Arthur gone, Kurt out, I wouldn't want you going like this, Hal. This is between you and Gwen, Ma. Bring her down here. No, maybe you, maybe you'd better send Grace to ask her. Tell her I, I, I want to beg her pardon. Do that, will you, son? All right, Ma. I'll see if she'll come. Go up to the bunkhouse and ask her, Grace. Hal, why don't you just get on your horse and ride away from this house? It's snowing again. You could make it to the Williams. Ma wants to apologize. Hal, can't you see what's happening? Ma doesn't care about Gwen. She's afraid you'll go. Her darling baby leaving her next. Don't you see? You don't think I'll let anybody come between Gwen and me? Hal, listen to me. I was in your position once a long time ago. He was a teacher in Virginia City. First she set me against him the way she tried to set you against when You're going to go up there, Grace. Wait till Kurt comes back. Then you'll find out. It'll be worse with Arthur did. Kurt will run you like a head of cattle. Grace, I ain't no baby anymore. And I'm in love with Gwen. Now, what do you say? All right, Hal. I'll ask her down at the house. Under the burying. guess it's up to you. I can't preach no proper sermon for Arthur. He was a hard one to know. I remember when he was a little feller. He was always after me to buy him that blue bedspread with the pictures broidered on it. He'd sit and study over it for hours, run his finger along the birds and the trees like he was drawing them himself, tell himself stories while he was doing it. They was more real to him than the people that come into the house, I believe. 
He had a world all his own. And couldn't nobody else get into it half the time. He was a hard one to know. Seems like I'm, I'm only now finding out things. Everybody just pray according to your own heart. Drink some coffee, Hal. You must be half frozen. I can't figure where that fool Indian disappeared to. I searched the bunkhouse and the barns. Where are the others? Your ma's in Arthur's room. Your pa's sleeping. Where's Grace? Upstairs, too. Joe Sam's gone plumb out his head. What were those things he put in the grave with Arthur? One was a charm against a black painter. The other was a rawhide headpiece with feathers. What was that for? He was making a warrior out of Arthur. Giving him a brave's burial. Joe Sam used to be a chief, you know. I didn't know. He and Arthur was of a kind. They understood each other. I think Arthur was the... The only one who really understood Joe Sam's black painter. That painter. What do you think it means to him, Hal? I don't know. Fate, maybe. Or evil. Something only Joe Sam knows. I sure hope he don't freeze to death out there. You look awfully tired, Hal. I'm all right, honey. Why don't you take a nap? I'll keep the fire up. Turn your face to the light again. What? Just like you did. Like this? Like that. You're a beautiful woman, Gwen. I'm glad you think so, Hal. Beautiful, Gwen. Hal, your mother. And go straight to blazes. What's that? Something's at the horses. Hal, don't go out there. There's something at the horses. It's dark. What the devil's going on down there? It's that painter. Hal, take a gun. Gwen, go back. I'm going to. What is it? Down the corral. Come on. Something's after that black stallion of Kurtz. Can you see it? No, not yet. Wait. Wait there. I, I can get a clear shot. Hell, don't shoot. That's Joe Sam. Joe Sam. Joe Sam, stop it. Stop it or I'll shoot. What did he do? That crazy lunatic Indian. He was knife on that black stallion of Kurtz. And he was an Arthur's hunting knife. See me, Ma? What was it stirred up the horses? Well, Joe Sam was pestering them. They're all right now. One was hurt. I could hear it. Well, Joe Sam was seeing things. He mistook Kurt's black stallion for a painter. <laughs> I've told your father a hundred He's times. He's all right. I put him to sleep. You better get some rest yourself. You look strained. My heart give me a twitch. I'll be all right. It's Kurt I'm thinking about. Kurt's all right. He's been out two days and nights. I've known Kurt to track something for a week. Not in this snow. Well, there's nothing to do. He's your born brother, Hal. If he does take a lot on himself sometimes. It isn't that. He might be lost. Well, there wouldn't be much to go on now. Oh, something ought to be done anyways. We can't just leave him in his trouble, Hal. Will you go? All right, Ma. You got to believe, though. You got to believe he's out there alive. Don't try to sit up, Ma. Oh, I swear, I, I don't know what ails me. I get so dizzy. Just lie back. I get to thinking and wondering. Seems like I, I ain't seen a single thing for what it really was. Till this trouble come. You know, Hal, your dad never wanted to come out here to this wilderness. But in Virginia City, I seen him getting just like all the others, with big talk and godlessness and ever cheap woman. Oh, it ain't been much good for him out here. Now the rest of you, I expect. Try to rest, Ma. It's worst for Grace. A woman was made to have a man and children. Now she's got so she talks like Arthur, only wilder. And Kurt. Kurt's a fine man, Hal. A man to do big 
things. Only out here in this wilderness, he's got nothing to put himself against. And it all turns mean and hard inside him. He don't know how to quit. Kurt, don't. Kurt Bridges ain't a man to be by himself and think straight. I'm afraid for Kurt, Hal. No matter what color you are, how big or how long it takes, I'm going to get you if I have to track you from here to Mexico. And you ain't going to jump me from any ledge the way you did, Arthur. I got your tracks now. There's blood in them. You're no ghost cat either. I know that now. You better keep moving. Because I'm going to keep the pressure on. You'll get no chance to hold up and lick your wounds. So keep on moving, cat. You can't go any further in this snow than I can. Sooner or later, you're going to reach a cliff or... Or a blank wall. Then, and we'll see who's the better hunter. Huh? Still after you, Black Butcher. You're slowing down, too. I see where your tail dragging the snow. Well, I'll get you yet. I swore to Arthur's dead body before I sent it home. Promised everybody I'd nail your skin on the wall, so keep moving, cat. I'm right behind you. I know your tricks. You can't move in this snow without leaving any tracks. So keep moving. Another day, maybe. It's getting dark pretty soon. I have to hole up for the night. I'll be on your track in the morning. Right now, I gotta stop, build a fire, and wait a little too long, I guess. Getting real dark all of a sudden. I better get some branches from those trees. It's funny, I never saw it get so dark so fast. These parts. <laughs> going now, Hal? In a few minutes, Ma. I'd get up and fix some breakfast, but I'm feeling so slack. I'll ask Gwen to bring you something. I've been blubbering for hours. I'm a fine one, I am. First time there's real trouble, I'm no more use than if I'd been at the bottle like your father. Don't talk, Ma. Hal. Yeah, Ma? You take that fool Indian with you. Joe Sam? I never had no use for him. But he can read signs where nobody else can see a thing. I'll say that for him. You take him, won't you? Yeah, Ma, I'll take him. enough to cut some branches, build a fire in a couple of minutes. You don't get up easy, do you, you black butcher? Well, neither is Kurt Bridges. I'll sit you out tonight. Careful now, Kurt. Don't just go blundering into them trees in this twilight. Huh. Oh. Oh, I'm jumping, I thought, let a little old owl scare me like that. I'm just saying, I ain't walking into no ambush. That'll move you back if you're in them trees. Now, get this knife free. Hack some of these dead branches loose. Ought to be enough for a starter. Just settle down right in the middle of this clearing. Build a fire. Yeah, that'll throw a scare into you. 
That's big enough for a start. You want to warm the cat, too. Ooh. Ooh. Ah, feels good. It's not a minute too soon, either. Pitch black already. Maybe just close my eyes a minute. No, better light a cigarette first. Wake me up and burns my hand. outside the window. Yeah, we were scared. I was Joe Sam's cat. I ain't scared now. Of course not. Yeah, well, it's a mirage. It's a dream. Look out, Kurt. It's coming closer. Let it come. It's getting bolder. I ain't scared. Your fire is dying, Kurt. The shadows are creeping in. I'm ready. It's coming. Its tail is beginning to twitch now, Kurt. Come on. Its eyes are yellow slits. I ain't scared. Closer. Come on. Closer. Ready? Now. There's nothing. It was a dream. I fell asleep. Oh, you crazy fool falling asleep at a time like this, wasting good bullets on the darkness. Oh, you crazy, stupid fool. Come on, come on. Wake up, wake up, wake up. And the fire's almost out. Well, there are four branches left. It's enough for a while. Oh, burn, burn. Burn, Tanya, Burn. There. You're scared of the fire, ain't you, you black murderer? I hope you freeze to death out there. There. I gotta keep awake now. Oh, I'd better smoke. Yeah, that's it. Let me see. Let me see. One cigarette lasts about ten minutes. I figure ten minutes between smokes. That's three smokes an hour. Got dark around, say, oh, six. Uh, it makes it 12 hours to daylight. Oh, oh, but I slept maybe three hours. I've got to figure right now. Now, we'll be careful. Three means nine left. Nine hours to wait. Nine hours. I'm falling asleep now. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I take it easy now. No panic. Nothing starts a cat like panic. Fourteen cigarettes left. Now, let's see, that's one every 40 minutes. No, no, is that right? Why? Why can't I think straight? I've got to keep awake. Think straight. i got to... Scared. It's coming this time, Kurt. I don't see it. In the darkness, Kurt, it's against the tree. I, I, don't, I don't see it. Look closer. Uh, I can't, can't see. In the shadow. I'm, I'm going blind. Look. I can't see. What? What? Listen. What? Hear that? It's coming, Kurt. Hear it breathing. Listen. Where? Where is it? I see you. I see you, black Satan. Ah! Ah! I'll kill you, fix you. There's, there's nothing there. I shot right through it. The fire's out. I must have been sleeping again. I can't see anything. Got to start another fire. Hurry, Kurt. My matches. It's coming back, Kurt. Light, light. They're wet. Hurry, Kurt. I can't. It's coming. No. Run. No. No. Run, no, Kurt. Run. run. Yeah. Run. 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 No. Oh, the snow's deep. Not that way. There's a cliff. No, no. This way. Hurry. Run. It's right behind you. Run, Kurt. Run. Run. Help. Help. Run. Help me. Help me. Help. Ah! 
horses here and go to the canyon on foot, Joe Sam. Good. Come on. Much care. You really think that painter's come back, huh? Come back. Feed. Well, well, if it is here, Kurt must be lost somewhere between here and Mexico. Come on. Wait. Look, Joe Sam, that's first kill heifer. Painter in canyon. Much careful. It can't be far, that's for sure. Come. I don't see a thing. Painter here. And if he is, I should. Joe Sam. On a ledge. Get back. Look out. You you all right, old man? Good. You I'm I'm trembling like a girl. Another second that, that cat would have been right on top of us. Can you imagine the slickness of him? Doubling back on his track like that and waiting for us on that ledge. Much dead now. Devil cat. Not the black painter, though, Joe Sam. This cat's a giant, but he's real. Not black painter. Killer, though. I saw another steer over by the canyon head as we came down. Not steer. What do you mean, Joe Sam? Me see. Not steer. You sure? Sure. Come on. We can come back and skin this painter later. Let's find out what's behind that rock. Great Lord. Dead. Kurt. Kurt. So it got you too. Painter not get. No? What then? Him make big fall. See? Where snowfall from cliff. How could it happen to Kurt? Night dark. Run away. Kurt never ran from anything in his life. Run away from self. Run away from black painter. Where is this black painter of yours? Here. Inside. So that's what you think? Not think. No. Maybe Kurt ran from the painter we just killed. No. Him alone. I reckon you know what you're talking about. Come on. We better make ready to head home. We can come back for Kurt's body tonight. Before go... Skin painter, huh? Why do you want to skin him? Make good blanket. You get married, need good blanket. What makes you think I'm getting married? You boss now. Boss marry. No trouble. I hope you're right, Joe Sam. Need good blanket. Skin painter now, huh? You got a knife? Got best knife. Arthur knife. Okay, but hurry it up. Things different now, huh? I guess maybe you're right, Joe Sam. You not hunt black painter like others. No, Joe Sam. I don't reckon I'll ever try to catch your black painter. No man ever catch black painter. No man ever ever. have been listening to The Track of the Cat, an NBC theater production of the novel by Walter Van Tilburg Clark. If you wish to increase your knowledge and appreciation of literature, we suggest that you might enjoy the college-supervised courses now being offered in connection with the NBC theater. For full information, write to NBC Theater and care of one of the following universities or colleges. 
the University of Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky, the University of Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Kansas State Teachers College, Pittsburgh, Kansas, Washington State College, Pullman, Washington, the University of Arizona, Tucson, Arizona, Texas College of Arts and Industries, Kingsville, Texas, or Brooklyn College, Brooklyn, New York. You also have a chance to win a set of the famous Encyclopedia Britannica. Several of the universities and colleges offering these courses are giving the Encyclopedia as prizes to the students doing the best work. Enroll in a supervised course, and you may be one of the fortunate ones to win the Encyclopedia Britannica. Be with us at the NBC Theater next week for a radio adaptation of The Light That Failed by Rudyard Kipling. And the following week for a radio version of Joseph Conrad's Victory. The Track of the Cat was adapted for the NBC Theater by George Lefferts. Our intermission commentator was Bruce Blibben, whose commentary was recorded. In today's cast, John Daner was Kurt, Noreen Gamil the mother, Lynn Milan was Gwen, Don Randolph was Arthur, Lynn Whitney, Grace, Lee Millar was Hal, Stephen Chase, the father, Ralph Moody, Joe Sam. Your announcer, Don Stanley. The director of the NBC Theater is Andrew C. Love. This program came to you from Hollywood. What's on NBC today? Theater Guild on the Air presents Charles Boyer and Dorothy McGuire in Autumn Crocus during their hour-long dramatization. And Private Eye Sam Spade joins the search for a girl who has actually disappeared during a magician's vanishing act. Be sure to hear Sam Spade and Theater Guild on the Air starring Dorothy McGuire and Charles Boyer today on NBC. Your tune for the stars on NBC. Well, there you have it. That was the NBC University Theater and their uh, presentation of the novel Track of the Cat. That was first heard on February the 5th in 1950. And of course, that was on NBC. John Daner had the featured role in that. And of course, we know John Daner from so many old-time radio shows. Ralph Moody played the old guy in this. And of course, that was his his shtick. He always <laughs> played similar roles in other radio shows. Some of these other actors though, I wasn't so familiar with. But it's interesting when you look them up, uh, how many credits they had in movies in the 40s and then early television shows. And a number of them had... Uh, voice uh, roles in Disney comics. For instance, uh, Lee Millar played Jim Deere in in the original Lady and the Tramp. Remember that? It was Darling and Jim Deere. That's the way Lady heard her her masters speak to each other. And so he was in that. He also played the dog catcher. Um, Let me see. Uh, Noreen Gamble was one of the elephants in Dumbo. But also they had Lynn Milan, Don Randolph, Lynn Whitney, Stephen Chase, um, and Rona Williams. Uh, all of them played uh, uh, in just a lot of movies. You didn't hear them mentioned as often in radio shows. So it's kind of interesting the way they, they cast these particular, uh, these particular programs. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. That was the NBC University Theater. And just imagine, you used to be able to get college credits through a number of universities uh, just for listening. It's understandable because they try to stay faithful to the books. These were not adaptations of motion pictures. These were adaptations of novels, and they tried to stay loyal to the novel. And there was a lot of good ones, and I have most of them in my files. So I promise you that we will pick out some of the, the really good literature and play some of them in future weeks.
That's going to kick things in the head for Tuesday, February the 9th, 2021. Hope you enjoyed our selection. We'll be back tomorrow with an old-time radio mystery. Thought we'd go out tonight with a little Hank Williams from right around that era, around 1950. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I am so glad you met me. I'm so lonesome I could cry